It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the lower leagues take centre stage Derek McInnes takes charge of Kilmarnock for the first time Lee Bullen is in at air And there's a cracker between Ackies and Thistle They're all chasing Dick Campbell's part-timer Broth of course is at top And it's all about transfers for the top flight sides With confirmed deals and speculation aplenty I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me this afternoon Alex Ray, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans If the championship takes centre stage Then the cast to some star names top of the bill is Derek McInnes making his debut as Kilmarnock manager against Queen of the South most promising newcomer Lee Bullen having his first game as Air United manager and facing up to the star turn of the season so far take a bow Dick Campbell he's top of the table and he's got the top goal scorer in the league Michael McKenna and there's no show without the mighty Jags away to Hamilton Ackies the curtain is going up on a league where any of the top five could go up and any of the bottom five could go down Dazzler there is no business like show business like no business I know <laughs> what a start to a weekend he's been working on that since uh, Christmas day no he's been, I, I, well I sat there and watched him uh, at his table and he was non-stop just kept his head down fantastic that's just because he doesn't like you yeah part of the uh, and fantastic introduction to the show missed the show last weekend Gordon delighted to be back here amongst the boys lot of great games in the championship it's a real tight league there Will the fact to bring in Derek McInnes and give the Kilmarnock that boost that they're needed, they, they need just now? It'll be interesting to see, see they got a reaction this afternoon, but looking forward to this day. Yep, same as the guys. Um, much of our attention is always on the Premiership, of course, and as good as that's been, we often don't cast an eye to the Championship, but what a league it's been. When you look at that top four and five points separating them, then some of the names that's come in this week, none more so than Derek McInnes, of course, but Lee Bullen uh, and at Air United as well will make things... A whole lot better for them, you think so? Another test for Dick Campbell's are both going away here today. Um, Partick Thistle, Hamilton, Hamilton have been better in recent weeks. Picked up some good results as well. Um, so lots and lots to look forward to this afternoon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Gordon. Uh, they're all chasing Dick, who's sitting up nicely at the top of the tree, and uh, Dale McInnes in it, Kamalak uh, as well. Plenty of football to look forward to. I'm expecting lots of goals today and lots of fun with these two cranks sitting next to me. And of course, Hugh, it's maybe a bit of a quiet time on the field for the Premiership, but that doesn't mean the football stops for them. Everyone's trying to plan their squads, get business in, uh, get bodies out, and it's been a lively old start to the transfer window. Yeah, fascinating stuff today as well with Udinese from Serie A uh, approaching Celtic about Stephen Welsh trying to get him on loan until the end of the season but Ange Postacoglu has knocked that one on the head straight away uh, Rangers not getting it their own way with John Souter interest from England and abroad uh, so it promises to be a lively week next week as we build up to the return of the Premiership which will happen a week on Monday when Sean Maloney takes his hip side to his old stamping ground at Celtic Park. Yeah, it's been an interesting week on the transfer front. We'll certainly get into the details of that, the confirmed stuff, the speculation. We'll do that a bit later on in the show. In the meantime, just sit back. You've got us at Clyde SSB on Twitter. You will have the chance, of course, to get your thoughts across on the phone lines a bit later on when all the football is said and done this afternoon. It's been a grim couple of days on the weather front, but as far as the championship goes... 
They all survive Much to my delight I always worry On these January afternoons That we're going to fall victim To the weather But we're good to go We've got some big games All across the championship So let's not hang about Certainly one with a nice Local feel uh, For us is Hamilton Against Partick Thistle So we'll go to David Feel in a second But I think we have to start With Derek McInnes' First game In charge of Kilmarnock He's at Palmerston And so is Roger Hanna yeah, welcome back, Derek McInnes. Indeed, exactly 10 months to the day from his exit at Aberdeen, Gordon. He is back in the dugout. The 50-year-old has signed an 18-month deal as Kilmarnock manager. And the task is simple. It's an instant return to the Premiership. That is what cost Tommy Wright his job. And that is what Billy Bowie has ordered from Derek McInnes. He inherits Achilles' side. It's taken just seven points from the last seven league games. Scarcely promotion form. They've fallen to fourth. Five points off the title pace. And they really do need an injection of belief. There are four changes and Derek McInnes' first line-up today. Jack Sanders is banned after his red card in the draw at Morton before New Year. But in come Ewan Murray at the back, Liam Polworth in midfield, Ollie Shaw up top, and of course Chris Burke is back on the wing. So Kelly will go, Zach Hemming in goal. It's a back four, Lee Hodson, Ewan Murray, Chris Stokes and Brandon Hounstrop. Across the middle, Chris Burke, Stephen McGinn, Liam Polworth and Rory McKenzie. And up top, Scott Robinson and Ollie Shaw on the bench. Doyle, Waters, Armstrong, Alston, McGowan, Fraser, Murray and Henry. Queen of the South, of course, had bossed by Alan Johnson, who played for and managed Kilmarnock. And of Kelly's last eight managers, I think only Steve Clark had a longer time in the dugout more games than Alan Johnson he's in his second spell down here at Palmerston now and he's taken Queen's to 8th in the table they're ahead of Dunfermline and Morton but it is very congested it's just as congested in the bottom 5 as it is in the top 5 Gordon they're short of players for various reasons they lost 3-0 at home to Hamilton here last Saturday and the captain Willie Gibson who's an ex-Killy player he's suspended after a red card he goes out in comes Max Johnson, son of the manager. So it will be a little bit of a reshuffle, as we think, for Queen's. It's Josh Ray in goal at the back. Max Johnson, Roberto and DT, Ewan East, and Alec Cooper. Then Josh Todd, Josh DeBio, Calvin McGrory. And up top, Ruben Suarez Jr. and Lee Conley will support Rory Payton. On the bench, Joseph Cowie, Little Roy McKechnie, and Fitzpatrick. The referee is Colin Stephen. And we're very much looking forward to a new era for Kilmarnock. Yeah, we are indeed. I think any. Game which involves a new managerial appointment Is an interesting one Roger Hannan Particularly a club the size of Kilmarnock A manager with the size of, of reputation And the body of work that Derek McInnes has It's going to be a real interesting one to watch isn't it What's your kind of gut reaction looking at the appointment Before it either goes right or goes wrong today Yeah listen we said in the show through the week um, I think it's good for Kilmarnock I think Derek is probably a higher profile manager than than some Kilmarnock fans thought they were going to end up with and it's it's down to circumstances so much the boys in the studio will tell you so much about management and managerial appointments come down to timing Kilmarnock decided to dispense with Tommy Wright services they looked around Jack Ross was linked he's out of work as well just now but Derek as we said at the top of the show he's been out of work for 10 months I think we all expected he might wash up again down south a talk of unfinished business here after that spell at Bristol City but he hasn't ended up down south and if you're a manager you need to gauge how long you can stay between jobs before you get forgotten about Gordon and I think Derek McInnes maybe thought now was the time to get back in Kilmarnock, we said through the week they're a Premiership club who happen at the minute to be stuck in the Championship and I think if Derek, he's brought Tony Doherty and Paul Sheeran back in with him, I think if they can get Kilmarnock moving, there's absolutely no reason they can't win this league, or at worst, go up through the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's great to have Derek McInnes back in Scottish football. He, he is a good name, he is a big name, 
He has done well at Aberdeen. Uh, he got them one trophy in seven years. That was regarded in certain quarters as a lack of success. However, it was also their first trophy for 19 years. So, uh, you know, they, they don't win as many trophies as people think they do. So it's good for Kilmarnock. It's good for Derek. Like Roger, I thought he might go back down south. I, I know he, he still feels irked by what happened at Bristol City. But... He is firmly focused on taking Kilmarnock up and he wants to do it now. He's on an 18-month contract, but he wants, in the month of May, Kilmarnock back as a premiership side. Yeah, well, signing Mark Wilson will do that for you yeah. uh, in charge of Bristol, but th- these things happen. Luckily for him, well, not luckily, but Kilmarnock's problems really have been against the, the other kind of top five sides this season. Not so much difficulty against the bottom sides and they are down at Queen of the South. The new era for Kilmarnock, the Derek McInnes era, starts at Palmerston. Roger Hanna will keep us up to speed on all things happening down there. Let's go to the Foy's Stadium. Hamilton Partick Thistle, an absolute cracker. It would have been a top flight tie not so long ago. And David Friel is going to give us the teams there. Yeah, Gordon, it's a crack and just look, there's so much going on around this game. You know, it's fifth v six in the championship. Hackies, as Mark said, are in really good form recently. But looking to keep it up and they can actually move within five points of Thistle. Uh, they've only lost one of the last five games, they've won three of them and they're ha- starting to kind of hit their stride under Stuart Taylor and John Rankin, you know, been really impressed with them in the last couple of weeks, but they're having to do this game without key striker David Moyo, who's away on African Cup of Nations duty. He met up with the Zimbabwe squad immediately after the 3-0-1 over Korea South last weekend and he could actually be in the team to face Senegal on Monday. Aki's have also lost Josh Mullen and Oren Hughes from that game, and, but they will be out for revenge after Thistle won 6-1 here in October. I don't know if you remember the game, but Thistle were absolutely lethal and you know, it was a real learning curve for Aki's, but they have improved since. As for Thistle, as I said, you know they're, they're in promotion contention. They've got a few games in hand, but they had an unexpected winter break after the last three games were called off for various reasons. It's not been a relaxing time for Ian McCall at all, even though he's been off. There's been a lot of COVID uncertainty at Firhill. They didn't have enough players at all to face Morton last weekend when we started training again on Thursday, actually. But looking at the team, they've got a strong squad for this trip to Hamilton. And they also added Motherwell's Robbie Crawford yesterday. That's going to be a really good signing. He worked with Ian McCauley at United. You know, I think that's a, a strong addition for the second half of the season. Zach Rudden also starts up front, but there's a bit of debate about how long he will be at Fir Hill. Scored eight goals this season. He's only 21. He's really impressed. St. Johnson have already had a bid rejected. Ian McCall confirmed that. But I think there's, they're just one of many clubs looking at the striker. So I'll just run through the team. Sorry for Aki's. It's Joe Hilton in goals. A back four of Jamie Hamilton, Danny O'Reilly, Mihai Popescu, and Brian Easton. Looks at like Miko Vertonen will anchor the midfield. And then in front of him, it's going to be Lewis Smith, Andy Winter, Marley Redfern, Matthew Shields, and Andy Ryan up front. Subs for Aki's are Smith, Stilling, Mimno, Monroe, Brown, and McGinn. As for Thistle, as I said, they look pretty much full strength. Stuart Bannigan's missing, but apart from that, it's a very, very strong team. Jamie Sneddon's in goals. Richard Foster at the back with Tunji Akinola, who's just signed a new contract. Lewis Mio and Kevin Holt. Midfield, Robbie Crawford making his debut. Ross Docherty, Kyle Turner and Scott Tiffany with Zach Rudden and Brian Graham up front. Subsort for Thistle, sorry, a Stone, Smith, Gordon... McKenna, Murray, McIvern, Henry and the referee at the Foy Stadium is Willie Collum Yeah so a debut there for Robbie Crawford signed from your Motherwell team Gordon maybe because Liam Shaw's come into that area and Motherwell need to trim the midfield but he makes his debut for Partick Thistle uh, today at Hamilton Ackies that's an absolute cracker as well let's head north Inverness taking on Wraith Rovers Dave Galloway is the man for that occasion 
afternoon, Gordon. Well, both these teams are striving for consistency in a tightly packed table with the top five separated by only seven points. Cali, who sits second in the championship, and Rovers, just a point behind them, have failed to register a win in their two most recent games with a defeat and a draw each. So putting a winning run together could pay rich dividends. It's shaping up to be a really close contest here today. And if you're looking for an omen, Wraith haven't won a league game against Inverness since October 2000. Let's take a look at how the teams are shaping up then. For Inverness, just the one change. Uh, out drops the injured Doran and he's replaced by Harper. So it's Ridgers in goals at the back. Duffy, Broadfoot, Devine and Dees. Midfield, Walsh, Allardyce, Carson and Harper. Up top, Mackay and Sutherland. These subs for Cali Thistle. Essen, Welsh, McGregor, Jemison, Duku, McAleer and Nicholson. A couple of changes to tell you about in Wraith Rovers uh, lineup. The men coming in, Masonda and Berra out drop uh, Lang and Poplatnik. It looks like a back three. So McDonald in goals then at the back, Masonda, Berra and Benedictus. Midfield, Tumulty, Williamson, Matthews, Stanton and Dick with Ross playing off the main striker variant. The substitutes for Inverness, Thompson, Connolly, Gullen, Zanata, Lang, Arnott and Poplatnik. And your match referee here in the Highlands is Don Robertson. Only one goal in the last six games in all competitions for Wraith Rovers. Change days, Gordon Deal. Well, very much so, uh, Gordon. I'm not going to go back to my days there when they were putting in goals left, yeah. right and centre mm -hmm. every week. Sure. Same guy scoring them. Mm -hmm. um, I think that'll be an interesting game this afternoon, second v third. I think Wraith will find something. I think they'll get a result up there. They're a terrific football inside. Once they start finding the back in it again, they'll be a real threat. Uh, don't worry, they have scored the most goals away from home in the league, so it's not all doom and gloom. They're not missing you that much yet. We also have got that big game as well. Morton, Dunfermline, Dougie Emery and John Hughes, relatively new managerial appointments. Going head to head That won't be a quiet dugout area This afternoon will it Hugh? No not at all Not when Yogi's there uh, He got the uh, The bounce factor When he came in At first at East End Park It's gone a bit quiet Since then uh, But He ought to have Enough To get uh, All three points At Capital Although Dougie Emery Keen to make an early impression Now One of the stories Of Scottish football this season Don't let anyone tell you Any different Is the form of our broth They are at Somerset Park This afternoon Looking ahead to that one Is Gabriel Antoniazzi Hi Gordon Yes A debut for myself On Super Scoreboard My first trip to Somerset Park Of the season And also The first appearance For new manager Here at Air United It's Lee Bullen He was announced As Jim Duffy's successor Yesterday afternoon The 50 year old takes charge of his first full-time first-team management role, having impressed with the Sheffield Wednesday under-23s. Of course, uh, played football back here in the 2000s for Dunfermline and Falkirk. He takes over a team in need of a victory today. They are in seventh place with just 18 points after 19 games, and they sit just three points above the relegation playoff place. Uh, they won their first match in four against Wraith Rovers on Boxing Day. That was interim boss David White's only game in charge, a 2-0 victory there. Uh, they didn't play on the second of January their game with Kilmarnock was postponed they have been struggling uh, before that it was just one win in ten for them so a really important clash for the Ayrshire men what about the team lineups well there are two changes uh, Aaron Muirhead and Michael Moffat come in 
Uh, we'll start with the goalkeeper, Ada McAdams will be in goal. You've got Jordan Houston playing right back with Jack Baird, uh, Sean McGinty and Paddy Redding making up the back four. Uh, Andy Murdoch, Joe Chalmers, James Maxwell in the middle of the park with Aaron Muirhead on the left. And then you've got Mark McKenzie and Michael Moffat up top. Now those two start uh, previously it had been Tommy Adeloy, of course, the top scorer. He scored last time out. He's got seven in the league, but he misses out through suspension. While Stephen Bradley has gone back to parent club Hibs. And they face Arbroath, an Arbroath side who are flying high, top of the table. And it's fair to say they are the story of 2022 so far. They've got 38 points after just 20 games. They're three points clear at the top of the table. Uh, they are clear of Inverness in second place, who they played on the 2nd of January. It was a nil-nil draw between the two sides, but that kept up their unbeaten run. They've not lost in 12 games since mid-October, and manager Dick Campbell is delighted about that. He plays down all of the title talk, but surely if his side do win today, fans and players likely starting to think they could perhaps go all of the way this season. Of course, the only part-time team in the championship. They've won their last three on the road as well, so their form is pretty good on their travels. Two changes for them as well, and would you believe it, they've got three players called Hamilton playing. You've got Derek Gaston in goal, Colin Hamilton, the first one, is at left back, Thomas O'Brien and Ricky Little in the centre of defence with David Gold on the right. Chris Hamilton is playing right midfield with top scorer in the league, Michael McKenna, partnered by James Cragen in the middle of the park. Scott Stewart is left midfield. Jack Hamilton, the third, starts up top. Uh, he has just come in on loan from Livingston. He'll be with Joel Newell. Uh, he replaces Anton Dowds, who started the last few games. He had five goals for Arbroath in the league, but he has returned to parent club Falkirk. The referee today here at Somerset Park is David Munro. Uh, thank you to Gabriel. Now, nothing will, will let Gabriel feel like he's, he's joining the, the Super Scoreboard bandwagon. Uh, like a, a Gordon Dielism. Hugh Keevans and I've got an absolute cracker to share with you all and he's going to be raging at me for sharing this Roger Hanna will enjoy this David Fuel will enjoy it Gabriel will take it on the chin I'm absolutely sure so as you all know Gordon DL and I share uh, a car because we were very eco-conscious uh, into the studio when we're on the, the same night because we're from the same part of the world uh, and on Thursday I said to him oh you, you'll get to meet Gabriel who's in, in the office for the first time Gabriel's just started it at Clyde 1 and he sort of goes <laughs> Is he wearing an eye patch? <laughs> and I, I straight over my head, obviously, I thought, what on earth is this guy talking about? He goes, I says, what? And he goes, <laughs> is he wearing an eye patch? I said, I have got no idea what you're on about. And he goes, the singer. <laughs> that is Gabrielle to everyone else, but Gabriel. <laughs> to Gabrielle. Honestly, Roger Hanna, take this guy away from me, please. <laughs> you, you know, you know he, pho he phoned me at half past one and confessed to this crime, Gordon. He was so shamefaced about it all. Gabriel, uh, it's good to have you. Enjoy yeah. the game this afternoon. Without, uh, I think we all need a breather after that. We are going to look back on some of the week's biggest talking points. We always do that at this stage on a Saturday, and we'll do it next. Action as it happens, and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, Alex Ray all in the studio. We've got the top team around the grounds as well as we build up to a huge afternoon in the lower leagues championship taking centre stage for us. We've got a debut for Derek McInnes and Lee Bullen. We've got Hamilton, uh, Partick Thistle um, as well, which is a cracker for us locally. So lots to look forward to. But at this stage on a Saturday, we always look back on the week's biggest talking points. And there is only one place to start and that's the transfer market how would you sum up the week or the, the 10 days that's passed so far Roger 
Um, considerably busier than I was expecting it to be for the, for the first 10 days, Gordon. Usually you find these things are jammed into the last 40 hours of a transfer window, but it's interesting how much business has been done so early, particularly from Celtic, the three Japanese players coming in. Ange Postacoglu speaking last night saying, stay alert, there could be more to come at Celtic Park in, in the month ahead. Rangers, the, the most high-profile one, of course, has been the outgoing transfer, the record-breaking transfer of Nathan Patterson, who could make his Everton debut at Hull tonight in the FA Cup. What that does, though, is it opens up a bit more money for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to go and look at players. Um, as you know, John Souter being one. He's at James Sands and already who's coming from New York City. But John Souter's an intriguing one. If a pre-contract could be done, could, could the Rangers then negotiate with Hearts to bring him in this this month? It's the same with the V-Test defender, Deku. Uh, Daniel Dicou, who's interesting Napoli, he's interesting Rangers, interesting other clubs. Could he come in this month as well? So it's probably going to be busier than I had imagined it would be, Gordon. If we go through it chronologically, if you like, or David Friel, the Celtic trio arrived very early. Um, what have you made of, of their arrival and some of the things we've found out about them and heard about them since? Yeah, all, all the reports, and I've not seen, obviously you look at footage and everything, Gordon, but they, they do come with, with glowing references, and I think in, in terms of what I'm made of it, I think it's pretty impressive how Celtic managed to get all the ducks in a row and get all the deals done, you know, Ange Poscoglu was speaking last night about it, talking away about how the work was pretty much done from the summer onwards, so I think he identified the targets pretty early, and I think they, they thrashed out the deals pretty early. Yeah. So they're ready to go and I expect them to go, to go and make their debuts immediately almost. Yeah, you're right. He said that he wanted Dyson Maeda in the summer. So that was clearly, you know, explained the difficulties of getting Japanese players at that stage of the season. He did manage to get Kyogo and now he's got three more. Um, David, how much did do you think this will be... A positive Franch Postacoglu. We don't obviously know how well they'll how well they'll play, how well they'll turn out. But even just having three guys that he has obviously identified, he obviously feels fit specifically within what he's trying to do. Yeah, I mean you can have bodies in the squad, and you know I think the point worth making is Celtic. I would imagine the next few weeks we'll be looking to get players out, but I think having three players that he's identified he wanted will probably just make him feel a bit more secure in terms of rotating the squad, putting guys in, taking them out, because there's no doubt guys like Ajeti and Sorrell have played out of necessity more than Postacoglu wanted to put them in, but he's now got more players that he wants, he's now got guys that he thinks can make a real difference and almost build his team around. So I think to get guys in that he trusts rates and everything, I think a big thing going forward for him, but I would imagine the next couple of weeks is about Celtic clearing the decks a bit, because if you actually look at the squad, Gordon, it's still massive. You know, and uh, you know, I mentioned Ajeti, Sorrow, guys like that, but there's others as well who could possibly go out and loan or, or go permanently. Barkas being one of them. The Hamilton breeze coming off Sainsbury's there sounds vicious uh, for David Field this afternoon. Um, David, to take this on a little bit, I was very interested to hear those comments from Ange Postacoglu last night, um, addressing some of the, the 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 issues surrounding the signings because I think everyone knows that Maida's going to play up front if you like or, or off a side. Um, Hatati was this utility man and, and people had seen that he can play left back and, and can play on the left side and, and maybe assumed that that would be where he would be deployed mostly because it's maybe the area Celtic haven't addressed fully uh, since the manager came in but the manager saying last night actually he's here as a midfielder and an attacking midfielder did that surprise you? It, it surprised me in a, in, in a bit because I've spoken to a few people over in Japan and other guys that have watched them and, and they genuinely couldn't nailed down his position you know I think he has played even on the, the wing you know further up 
and obviously a lot of football at left back and, and, and anywhere across the midfield but he seems to have be pretty, he was pretty strong last night no he's an attacking midfielder and actually a couple of weeks ago when Tom Rogic was out I think David Turnbull was having to play game after game he did say that that was an area he really had to strengthen he had to identify getting someone in to play that if you want to call it a number 10 role because he's got Callum McGregor James McCarthy near Beton now Yusuke Idaguchi as well to play the more kind of the deeper role so that clearly was an area he wanted to strengthen obviously David Turnbull's injured as well so I would imagine given what he said last night that Hatati is certainly going to start his Celtic career playing in that advanced midfield role and now the question mark becomes do they go away on international duty are they here to play against Rangers or not that's going to be an interesting one to watch in the coming weeks yeah but I think yesterday pretty much gave them the green light you know the Japanese government had so far they weren't going to allow foreigners to come into the country but yesterday they sanctioned the games against China and Saudi Arabia to go ahead I think it's very very limited pool of people that can come into the country without any restrictions as soon as they get to the airport I'm told they have to go straight to the team hotel so there's no mingling there's no going and seeing family or anything like that but bad news for Celtic looks as if Kyogo, Hatate and Maida, if all are selected, which we imagine they would be, will all be going for those games and will miss games against not just Rangers, Hearts and United as well. Before we get to the other business, Mark, because there has been a lot, what, what what's next for Celtic then? We've seen, David says the squad's still massive, Ewan Henderson's gone to Hibs and will go permanently, Liam Shaw's gone on loan uh, to Motherwell, whether it's ins or outs, what do you think's next? Because the manager did say last night, stay alert for... For further business um, I think left back Still a concern For Celtic If I'm honest uh, I think there's work To be done there Juranovic can obviously Fill in there And Greg Taylor Who I think sometimes Gets a hard time But does an okay job But I think they need Somebody to really Grab that position And make it their own And, and you know Be a certain starter Every week So Ange Postacoglu Could be possibly Looking for somebody To fill that in But it's getting players out You know David's right When, when you've got Big earners at the club Who are taking no part and sometimes even the match day squad Then that's a problem You know Although Celtic's financially okay You don't want to just be fritting away money for no reason And for those guys You'd think they'd have some ambition of going And David mentioned them Barkas obviously One of them Ayeti um, Bongoli's another one um, A lot of these guys moved Maybe on Soro. And, uh, Soro, uh, Again Would have moved down the pecking order now So A lot of players at Celtic You just it affects your training regime as well When you've got too much, too many people hanging about the building Who aren't part of your plans It can have a negative effect So I think Ange Postacoglu will look at that Try and trim that And it just might free up some some other spaces For others to come in near the end of the window The rumour, Hugh I think it would be that at the moment The, 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 the report, the suggestion Would be that Martin Boyle could be a, a target for Celtic Is that, taking everything into account Is that one you think would be a good idea Celtic have a, a business model and it is to buy young players for as little as possible and then sell them on for as much as possible uh, Martin Boyle doesn't fit the business profile I have no doubt in my own mind that Martin Boyle would do a good job for Celtic but the kind of money being mentioned £3 million I do not see Celtic spending that amount of money when there is no sell-on value after that uh, Or very little sell-on value So it would be a good choice Doesn't seem the right business model What's the likelihood of that one, Roger Hanna? Um, I'm not so sure that's going to be one As you says, £3 million for a 28-year-old I'm not so sure that's going to be 
the type of deal that, that w will be done. I think the player might have other options. He's done particularly well this season. And I will be interested to see moves in and out there this month as well because there's a new management team there. They're already bringing their own players in. And you talk about bloated squads. I think they'll need to get rid of a few as well. And they might be able to make a bit of money off those few. Well, we're on the theme of potential players from the capital coming to Glasgow. Let's stick there and address John Souter. Is that much more likely then, Roger? Um, I think there's a chance it will happen. Whether it happens this month or not, I'm not so sure. But discussed it. I think Daz mentioned it in the show on Tuesday night. Um, whether we'd been putting two and two together just with the doubts over Conor Goldson's future and the similar doubts over John Souter's future. Um, he's playing very well. I don't think he's ever played as well in his career. Um, he's made the breakthrough into the Scotland squad and he looks, after all the injury problems that he's had in his career, Gordon, he looks ready now to go and make an impact somewhere. And it's going to be up to him where he wants to make that impact. There is interest from Rangers, but there's also a lot of interest from down south. I saw Paul Hakingbottom, the Sheffield United manager, discussing him yesterday. Blackburn Rovers, Stoke City are others that are keen to get him. And it really just depends on the lad himself. He's got himself into a good position and he will be able to decide where he wants to go next. Does he want to go to Rangers, put himself into European football, put himself into fights for the championship, or does he go down south into the English championship and try and use it as a stepping stone to get into the English Premiership? The downside of that is, though, if you go there and just look at Scott McKenna, sometimes you disappear from the radar for you know a little bit more than you were anticipating you would. If you were Ross Wilson or Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, Alex Ray, do you go and push to get John Souter? Yeah, I was led to believe they were kind of pushing to try and have chat talk with him over the last couple of weeks, Gordon. And um, I just listened to Roger there saying, like Sheffield United and Stoke, who are decent sized clubs down south, but when you come to Rangers, you're playing in front of 50,000. Uh, you know, you've got an opportunity to win trophies. Uh, I think one of the key things when you when you mentioned John Souter's his injuries over recent years, you know, he's managed to get 22 games in the first half of this season. If he does the same again, then you look to say that's a good positive start for him because he has to build on these numbers uh, because of his Achilles uh, issues. But on performance alone, I think he's one of the standout uh, centre-backs this season. I have to agree. I, I don't think anything would phase him. Going to any of these big clubs and, and Rangers included... It's very difficult going there and, and being expected to win because it's a, it's a total change from what he's used to. Uh, firstly, at Dundee United, you know, it gets ramped up a bit when he goes to, to Hearts, but then it's up tenfold when he, if he has to go to Rangers. He's got the temperament, he's got the ability, he's got the pace and aggression, he's got the international recognition as well to go along with it, and he's at a good age. Just now, Alex is right, the games he's played this season certainly sets him up to... If Rangers had to make a move for him in January then I believe, as I said on Thursday night with Daz, I believe that he would go straight into the building and be certainly capable of going straight into the starting 11. That's one that we have to keep an eye on, of course. Confirmed business, though. Roger Hanna, James Sands has arrived from New York City. Um, we'll know a bit about the Scottish game, I'm sure, and the Glasgow footballing landscape, given who his manager was. Uh, what do you make of his arrival? 
Um, well, listen to his manager through the week, Ronnie Dyer, last saying he reminded him a bit of Kieran Tierney with his, his energy, his effervescence, if you like, but said he probably needed to be a little bit more like Scott Brown to, to handle the physicality of the Scottish Premiership. be interesting to see where Giovanni van Bronckhorst pitches James Sands because he seems to be a versatile player. Is he going to go in as cover at centre-half or the Suter and Doki, if they arrive, cover that? Um, I think he can play as a holding midfielder. Um, could he be used as, a, as cover at right back for James Tavernier now that Nathan Patterson's gone so it's an interesting addition he's here for 18 months he could well be here beyond 18 months and it is the start of the turnover which will eventually see Rangers change from Stephen Gerrard's squad which he probably still is to the way Giovanni van Bronckhorst wants his squad to look and wants his team to play still think will, will it be minimum change, minimal changes for Rangers or, or is this a good opportunity you mentioned other names there on top of uh, the John Souter suggestion is this a chance to, for the new manager to, to do things his own way even although Rangers are in a, you know, in a strong position they're, they're top of the league they're still in Europe they don't have to rip everything up but new managers have new ideas don't they well, yeah, I mean, the boys will tell you themselves, they've gone into the clubs, and, and sometimes you go into a club, as Derek McInnes has come into Kilmarnock at the game I'm seeing today, and they're not in great shape, they need changes, they need fresh players brought in, they just need a bit more belief and a wee injection of pace and confidence back into the squad, I don't think that was the case when Van Bronckhorst took over, Rangers were top of the league, they still are, they were in Europe, they still are, uh, so it's just a case of tweaking, but all managers whether it's in the short, medium or long term, all managers want to put their stamp on the team, want to bring in their players. And this is just the start of Van Bronckhorst doing it at Ibrox. Going to be an interesting few weeks then in the transfer window. Let's park that for the moment because we've got huge games coming up around the country this afternoon and we will go back around the grounds next. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Big day in the Championship and Leagues 1 and League 2. Alec Ray with all his ex-clubs down there. He's keeping an eye on the FA Cup as well. Millwall are out, I'm afraid. You were gutted yeah, to see so, that. Yeah. You've been kicking every ball uh, in the studio. But we've got plenty on our plate north of the border and particularly in the Championship. Five big games, four featured matches for us and stories aplenty. Drama guaranteed because we've got all sorts to look forward to. Derek McInnes making his managerial debut for Kilmarnock at Palmerston against Queen of the South. Roger Hanna is keeping an eye on that one. Uh, Roger, when you assess Kilmarnock's position and you look at five points off top with a game in hand, it's really not that bad. They've got a big budget, they will probably strengthen. Have we just seen what increased expectation can do for you? Because they get into that division as huge favourites. And they lose a few games And the manager changes So it gives off this impression That the place is an absolute disaster zone And they're miles off where they want to be But in reality that's not really the case is it? No definitely not It's very tight that top five You can get down to Partick Thistle And David's watching at Hamilton this afternoon They're involved in the promotion shake up as well Because as well as going up automatically You, you get a bite at it through the playoffs as well Right down to fourth place Just looking at this Kilmarnock lineup, The first Kilmarnock lineup of the Derek McInnes era Four changes from the side that drew it home to Morton Ten days ago This side should be top of the championship table There's quality throughout it There's experience throughout it and something is badly wrong that they're not top of the championship table. So I think Derek and Tony Doherty will be assessing what is wrong at the football club, 
what they need to change, who they need to bring in. And, and he's come in at a good time for a manager. Sometimes, you know, managers change September, October, November, and they've got to wait for this transfer window so they can get the players in that they feel they need. The window's open. Derek and Tony can act now to get the players in they need. Billy Bowie tends to back his managers financially, I'm sure. There'll be no difference with Derek. But just looking at this, even down to the bench, you know, you look at the bench, Callum Hendry, a Premiership player. You know, Blair Alston spent a lot of time in the Premiership. Callum Waters was a Kelly player in the Premiership. Dylan McGowan's been at Hearts. Fraser Murray's been at Hibs. There is quality right through this squad. Something hasn't been working for Kilmarnock. It'd be interesting to see how they perform under the new gaffer today. Is one of those new signings likely to be Stephen Kelly from Rangers? Is that a possibility? Is that one that would fit as far as you see it? Yeah, I think well, I think it is a possibility. I think it would fit as well. Um, as you always find in January, you very seldom get a clear run at a player. And I think there'll be a few looking at Stephen Kelly. Dundee and Aiton have been looking at him. Tranmere Rovers as well. I think there's Mickey Mellon's trying to build a relationship with Rangers. He's got Josh McPake down there on loan and is keen to take Stephen Kelly as well. So there will be others looking at the player but he's the type who could come down and make an impact made an impact in the championship before with Air United and made an impact in the premiership with Ross County so a decent player he's not really featured at Ibrox since Giovanni Van Bronckhurst went in and maybe coming to Kilmarnock could be a deal that's good for all yeah listen I understand what uh, Roger's saying there in terms of going to a decent sized football club but for Kelly to get back down to the championship it's not for me he was at Ross County last year did very well from a Rangers perspective as well you want your players to be playing at the highest level and for me, it has to be in that at that level. In terms of Aki's against Partick Thistle, David Friel, I wonder if, if Hamilton have steadied the ship a little bit. They obviously had a, a really poor November. The cup doesn't doesn't help that going out talking like Talbot. But since then, in the last five league games, it's, you know three wins, a draw, a defeat, that defeat coming, you know a three-two defeat to Kilmarnock, no disgrace there. So it's starting to feel a little bit better about themselves. Yeah, I think I think Stuart Taylor just took him a little while just to kind of put his stamp in things, really, Gordon. You know, but uh, you know, you look at the team today. I think defensively, especially Jamie Hamilton, Mihai Popescu, Brian Easton as well. You know, very solid with Vitton ahead of him. I do wonder if they'll miss David Moyo though, and also Josh Mullen, who I thought was a really good player at Livingston. I was quite surprised that Livingston let him go. Actually, he's out today as well. So. I just wonder where they might not have the quality in the final third today to, to really trouble Thistle but yeah there's no doubt they've definitely picked up and you know looking at the table I think Aki's just had to get away from that in the kind of bottom two places and, and, and they've managed to do that I don't think they're going to challenge for the playoffs at all but I think they'll, they'll probably be pretty safely mid-table and I think Stuart Taylor when they come in would maybe have taken that to be honest with you I was going to say though from a sort of fan's perspective you, you, you might take it but th- there is an element of no man's land about it I think you know they've got as you say, they're what the eight points behind Thistle. They've played two games more, but they're also six points ahead of Air. Yes, they, you know they've solidified, but it, it could sort of peter out, couldn't it? If Aki's can't yeah. try and make moves soon. Yeah, hundred percent. I think long term, Aki's will have ambitions. They will have ambitions of getting back up, but you know I think they were in such a decline at one stage. You know, going down, and you talk about you know how a couple of months ago and the form and. You know, I spoke about that game against Thistle here in October. You know, it just looked like boys against men, to be perfectly honest with you. you know, Thistle looked streets ahead of them. So I think just to settle down has probably been the plan. You know, if they can make a good push in the second half of the season and get as close to the playoff spot, I think that's a bit of progress after a bad start. But there's no doubt long term that the Aki's fans and they are a demanding bunch. You know, I've been here a lot, a long, a long while and they get onto their team, they get onto their managers. They'll be expecting 
Hackey's been pushing for promotion next season, but I don't think it's going to happen this season. Yeah, going to be an interesting one there. Hamilton against Partick Thistle. I think we'll, will we keep an eye on that one in the studio? Oh, it's can't a wait, yes. game for us. I don't think we can we can avoid that one, Hugh Evans. No, not at all. Uh, Hamilton eight points above Dunfermline, who are in the relegation playoff place, uh, and I think that's a good for them because I, I really had fears for them. First half of the season, they felt as if they were in free fall. It seemed as if they were destined to drop another division. Uh, after playing so many years in the, the Premiership and defying the odds and staying up every year. So today's a big one for them, but it's also a big one for Ian McCall and Partick Thistle because uh, he's steadily building a team there at Firhill and you know, everyone wants to see the Jags back at the top flight. So that's the match of the day probably. Yeah, and Gabriel's watching Air United against Arbroath. Gabriel is at the stage with all these games played that people at Arbroath and involved in the club can say all they want, that it's just about survival and they're not thinking about promotion or winning the league. But everyone else is going to do that from the outside, aren't they? Yeah, well, first things first, I've just got to say, I can't believe Gordon DL's giving it to me after just 15 minutes. But I guess I've got to get used to it because there'll be plenty more to come from him. No, no, listen, he's just genuinely <laughs> that confused all the time. It, 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 there, there was no intent to, 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 to criticise anyone or wind anyone up. He's just that daft. So, listen, don't take it personally. Oh, it's fine. I'm get, I'll get used to it. I'll get used to it. Right, in talking about our growth, yeah. Uh, I mean, Dick Campbell was speaking to the media today. He got asked, can you win the league? And he told him to shut up. You know what? That's very uh, a Dick Campbellism, as you would say. But they can't escape the fact that they are the form team in the league. They're flying high. If they win again today, I mean, that would be 21 games played, just 17 left to go. And you've got to start considering them as one of the favourites of the league. Killy, of course, still are the favourites, especially Derek McInnes and his experience coming in. But it's a, another massive game for our both two players uh, that I would say to look out for today. Of course, the midfielder, Michael McKenna, he's got 12 goals already at the halfway stage of the season from midfielder. That's a massive number, five assists as well. And he incidentally has scored in the two games against Air United so far this season. And then Jack Hamilton, one of the three Hamiltons to be playing. Uh, for our broth today. He's come back uh, on loan from Livingston. He was here for the second part of last campaign and he scored eight goals uh, in 14 games. So a great record and he's replacing Anton Dowds in the lineup. So yeah, our broth, all eyes on them. Can they keep this magnificent unbeaten run going and stay top? Yeah, going to be a fascinating one there. Any advice for... For Lee Bullen, Gordon, still, is, is, is every year manager still in your shadow? I mean, Ian McCall did pretty well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Ian uh, had done a terrific job. I thought Jim Duffy uh, also, Gordon, but... Any advice? Is that a tough crowd to please? Yeah, go out there. Keep and the engine running. Keep the, the front get, make sure you park your car so that you don't <laughs> get blocked in. That's the only advice I'll give an Air United manager. Gets you a quick exit. A lot of debuts today, does. And it's, uh, go, it's going to be it's going to be exciting though, Lee Bullen, because he has a name that we know mm -hmm. well in yeah. Scottish football. And isn't it, it's amazing how these things always seem to come full circle. You just you can't write it at times. Looking it up earlier, who do you think Lee Bullen's final game in Scottish football was United. against? United. No, it was Dundee United. I just thought to see if you'd fall for that. Um, but it is going to be. <laughs> we talk about Derek McInnes. Ayrshire is the place to be for new management. Absolutely, folks. yeah. No, listen, I think it's a great appointment for Kamarnock. You know, the profile that Derek has on in recent years. You know, he was obviously linked to the Rangers job a few years ago as well. He's gone in there 18 months. The good thing about Kamarnock is they back their managers financially. I think they've got the current budget they had last year uh, in the top flight. Yeah. So it gives them a fighting chance. I mean, Dave Galloway is also watching. 
uh, a team that will have designs on, on winning the league And that is the beauty of the championship The fairy tale is all about our growth And Dick Campbell and being part time and all the rest of it And they're top at the moment You look at Kilmarnock, five points off, game in hand They've got a new manager and a big budget but Dave Galloway and Inverness are three points off top with a game in hand and I'm sure they will fancy their chances of winning that league. Yeah, exactly, Gone. I was just going to say exactly that point. You know, a Cali triumph today, that could take them level on points with Arbroath if they falter at air, while a, a, a race win, which would be their first in the league over Cali for almost 22 years, quite remarkable, it, it, it would see them leapfrog their hosts into second place. be interesting to see, uh, for me, if um, new signing from Hibs, Jamie Gullen, will come off the bench for his his Wraith debut. You know, can he grab some vital goals for his side, get the goals flowing for the the Rovers as well? And in the other team, you've just got to look at Mackay, the Inverness Cali number nine. He really needs to uh, start producing the, the goods as well. Could this be the day that he does that? Yeah, going to be an interesting one, that not a lot between these sides at all. One point between them on the table. I think a 1-0 Inverness win and a 0-0 in the league this season So we can barely separate them And hopefully uh, Dave Galloway is in for an entertaining clash Up there between Inverness And Wraith Rovers That's pretty much it The pre-match talking almost done Not only that game for Dave Air United are both Queen of the South Kilmarnock Hamilton Partick Thistle Were out and about at them Morton Dunfermline's a cracker as well And lots to get through Down the divisions The three o'clock kickoffs Are all coming next the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, Alex Ray, and Hugh Keevens are in the building. The top team are out and about around the grounds as we build up to a huge Saturday in the Championship and beyond. I think just before kickoff, there's enough time for a flawless set of predictions. There are a lot of pundits, there are a lot of games. So let's whiz through these. Quite quickly Remember there are five games You've got Morton Dunfermline also It's going to take some lot Some job for you lot of hopeless predictors To get five right So I won't hold my breath Mark Wilson uh, I'll go for I'll go for Hamilton To beat Thistle At home I'll go for Derek McInnes To get off to a winning start Away at Queen of the South Our broth Will beat Air United And Inverness will beat Wraith If I miss one out Yeah, yeah. Morton, uh, Morton Dunfermline draw I knew you were going to say that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going Thistle away win I'm going Kilmarnock away win I'm going Air United a broth a draw And I'm going Wraith Rovers an away win And I'm going Dunfermline away win I'm going for Partick Thistle away win Kilmarnock away win A broth to beat Air away win Inverness to beat Wraith And I'm going for the draw Same as well I mean Hugh, Hugh Keevans It was only last night A gentleman came on the phone And suggested that You were not a sensible man Because yeah. of your prediction history yep. You did not take it too kindly You were no. still talking about it On the way out the building After having mentioned it 17 <laughs> times on the show uh, So let's have your latest Set of flawless predictions please Dominic I'm coming for you <laughs> Now <laughs> his name? Hamilton will lose To Partick Thistle Queen of the South Will lose To Kilmarnock Air and their broth will draw. Inverness will win against Wraith Rovers. And Yogi will not have to grin and bear it. He will win at Morton. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. Book your face fit and mask service online now. Let's get it up and running then. I am genuinely looking forward to this. Mark Wilson, you said it well at the top of the show. It's just impossible to give all the leagues, all the stories, all the teams, all the players equal spotlight in the spotlight that they deserve. We often 
are busy with the top flight and it's it's nice as much as we miss the top flight to have the chance to see what the other leagues have to offer and put the focus on them. Yeah, it certainly is. There's plenty of good players, you know, throughout the leagues. <laughs> I've seen that in my time through throughout the war leagues and you're right, the spotlight doesn't often get shown on them. But this championship I think is is one of the most competitive we've seen for a number of years and plenty of surprises in there. I think we all like to see an underdog and them climb through the leagues and we've certainly got that way our broth and Dick Campbell this year and it'll be interesting to see how he does today but this game we're watching Hamilton Thistle you know new management team in place at Hamilton well recently John Rankin been added to it Thistle aspirations are going up as well I'm, I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one it's funny you say that because I think that's a real message that our broth are trying to get across Gordon is that there are good players in those divisions Michael McKenna who's now the top scorer in the mm. championship 12 goals he was playing League 2 football at Berwick Our Broth signed him He got promoted into the Championship With our Broth And and he's got better and better all the time And, and like we said It's top of those goal scoring charts So some great stories out there There's brilliant stories in the Championship Gordon The Championship is very competitive uh, As we've noticed there A Broth Part time Dick Campbell Old fashioned manager Let's call him the old fashioned manager The dinosaur That's what they call the old fashioned uh, managers nowadays I don't think he's calling him that oh, no, right. but, Sounded like he was but calling him that I've got to say The one thing about Dick Campbell is He organises a team he's got a, set of, uh, he's got a way of playing He sticks by it And he gets the best out of his players And for a manager and a coach You can't ask for anything better And it's obviously paying dividends Derek McInnes going into Kilmarnock will give them a massive boost. They've got money there under Billy Bowie who will back the, the manager and especially in the transfer. But that will not guarantee them because second and third playing today, two really terrific sides as well. Partiker really making a claim as well. I just think it's difficult game after difficult game. You've got to make sure that you win your home games, anything mm. away from home. There's no certainties in the championship going. Very competitive. Yeah, we're gonna to need to involve Twitter in this. I think we've done this before actually, in during one of the winter breaks, but we'll have a whole new batch of people that haven't been involved. I want to see if your thoughts have changed. I want your memories, your stories, all your thoughts. What lower league side have you got a soft spot for and why? So this is for fans of the Premiership teams You're in cold storage At the moment And I want to know What lower league team You've got a soft spot for And why It could be anything A family Connection It could be that you once Had a memorable Away day there Maybe mm. something as daft As you mm. like the colour Of your strip Maybe you like going To the supermarkets At Hamilton And you get a good view Of the pitch It can be as bizarre As you like I want to know What lower league team You've got a soft spot for And why This is of course Aimed at team uh, fans Of teams uh, in the Premiership Who are in cold storage At the moment I mean Mark You could write Breaking obviously mm. Highland League now though Yeah we can't count them And we ditched yeah. them So we We, we, <laughs> we, have, your, we have your you back You played a big part In getting them there <laughs> I, I, my best. I think you'll need To take responsibility I mean we have your back here Because we We did have a soft spot For them And now we've We've rejected them yeah. Basically yeah, thanks, As you guys. do You are Support. a You are a Dumbarton Legend Yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scored one of the best goals Against Rangers Yeah you know, I was there and it really was. Yeah, nice. was you never thought I, you, I didn't even know him at the time. It was a it was a simpler time. And he uh, was a left footed volley into exactly. the top corner. From where I have this corner against Rangers. Was it sort of corner of the box? Corner of the box. I was I was side. Side. You've tried to cross it. Absolutely, it was a schema. Genuinely was. 
It pains me to say it, could, but it really do was. Do you know something? All through his career, he can never keep that right back berth, could he? Even at Dumbarton, they, the they, they put my left back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go a decent right back, mate. Can you play left point. It's a good point. He's uh, versatile. He's a modern day. Who, um, was that the game? Did Ryan Hardy come on and score he for did, Rangers? Aye, aye. I, I scored too early. You know, one of those things. Uh, yeah, it was very early, early wasn't it? We got beat 4-1 So yeah. What about the celebration? Did you get plenty? No it was muted It was why muted that, Because I knew there was, was still About 80 in. minutes to go <laughs> So I thought It's going to be a long afternoon He apologised yeah. yeah I mean it's, it's too easy For you lot in here Because you're A Wraith Rovers legend You tell us you're An Air United legend You started your career At Falkirk Alex yeah. So it's too easy for you lot So quote 7 um, I'm interested to see out there on Twitter What lower league team You've got a soft spot for And why You'll have loads you Because you know everybody And you've been everywhere uh, First of all I was born in Partick oh, right, And uh, when uh, The first time I went up to Fair Hill uh, The Dazzler and Alec Might know what this is But I'm not sure that you will Or Mark Wilson But the first time It, it was a trolley bus That went to Fair Hill so Like a tram a Tram. Yeah, but No it was a bus a trolley bus There was overhead wiring and That the, sounds yeah. awfully like a tram I know it, no, 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 it wasn't a tram Believe me It was a trolley bus But anyway uh, We'd go up there And see The mighty Jags And then When the late Great Bertie uh, Became the manager Of Partick Thistle I never had so many Terrific Saturday nights In my life <laughs> At Fir Hill uh, And then When the Life Wore on And I took A grandchild To Fir Hill one day And I thought I'd lost them and I found them pre-match on the pitch taking penalty kicks at Kenny Arthur and I thought only at this club could your grandchild be allowed to wander on the pitch and take pot shots at Kenny Arthur in goal so it will be the Jags as usual he's got a story for everything and a good one at that before we get any more of your stories let's do this Hugh Keevans the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online this one's about old guys so you have come to the right quiz master straightforward since season 2017-2018 eight players who were aged 36 or older scored in our top flight Who are they? Since season 2017-2018 Eight players Who were aged 36 or older At the time Scored In the Scottish top flight Name them That is an absolute cracker Because a few of these names Jump off the page at you As being the, the golden oldies Of our league In the last few seasons And a couple are Very difficult very, very difficult indeed So at Clyde SSB You need to come up with all of the names You need to put them on one tweet And send it to at Clyde SSB And here's the catch Before everyone else That's the aim of the game Of course you can take your time And just challenge yourself But if you want to win the first half teaser That is how you do it It's very serious in here as well Gordon Dale's got his headphones off He's whispering towards Alex Ray I'm off their game Passing on answers Like a couple of schoolboys I'll tell you how bad these two are They're now asking me the answers <laughs> That's how bad these yeah, two are That to me simply In, in no, no disrespect Suggests that uh, you've uh, just seen the, the question sheet lying in the office I can honestly say That I have not seen that mm, Okay Well we'll find out Get your answers in Please some brilliant names there uh, Some Some that are still playing mm-hmm. Some that are not yeah. So yeah Get your guesses in At Clyde SSB No goals to tell you about yet In our featured matches That I see 
Annan had gone in front I yes. think that was the only goal uh, in Scotland so far to tell you about Well in the, the 3 o'clock game Stirling Albion Kelty kicked off early What's your score Gordon? 3-0 to Kelty Last wow. time I checked Because that would have That would have led me on I constantly swap my lower league team Depending yeah. on where my family connection goes mm. And he's currently at Stirling Albion at the moment And they're having a torrid An absolute torrid His best days was at Airdrie and, Under uh, you? Ah oh, well Well under me <laughs> and only a couple of weeks away though From a trip to Ibrooks Yes In the cup you want, to be, you want to be going there in slightly better form Than losing every week in League 2 don't you but Ideally you'd like to be in the team as he play He usually yeah. does He's been yeah. suspended yeah. He's a very, very good player Young Jack very No good no player. no The thing is if you're going to go uh, Remember, Ibrox, we said, remember a playing. couple of weeks ago Deliberately sent off at Christmas To get him boxing oh, day off I think. the old Christmas special I used to <laughs> time it Yeah <laughs> oh, <they'll watch. laughs> oh, late man, sorry yeah, yeah. referee the boys, every year uh, The <laughs> same boys yeah, For suspended. what it's worth, I, I, he made the point of showing me it back It was harsh, harsh red, I must say, I must say. Um, But yeah, so get your, your thoughts in on your lower league team uh, There's some great ones coming in here L Watt, uh, I adopted Aki's uh, I moved here seven years ago Plus I can see the stadium from my house I'm actually a Rangers fan There we go I said it can be any reason you like Sean is a Celtic fan He's got a soft spot for Stenhouse Muir um, <laughs> Here we go mm. as, as far as reasons um, Purely because my dad is the manager Yeah that'll do, <laughs> yeah. I'll, do I'll take the box well, Says know, Sean I, Swift I know one thing I'll know last <laughs> the changing team Hill <laughs> <laughs> uh, management game model. Oh, I know. A great club Very well run And I've been tremendous With my granda Who is disabled And gets treated brilliantly At games What a club Says Sean Swift There we go yeah, Can't, can't ask work, for any yeah, better Than lockdown. that can we yeah. no. Did a lot of good work In lockdown Stay Oh nice hold here. on yeah. a minute Go Yes But this one is interesting Because I've been doing my best To make Kenny Miller Feel guilty about this Falkirk 1 Dumbarton 0 Anton Dowds With the goal Do you know what's significant About that? I will tell you I can tell by the blank expression no On your idea. face That you don't play for him. Anton Dowds Spent the first half of the season On loan at Falkirk Our broth Now it's not often That you get that Where a, a player manages To go on loan Up a division mm-hmm. And is top of that division And was playing well And was doing well For our broth And our broth liked him And big bad Falkirk Took him back Robbed our broth Of his services As they go and chase the title and he's gone straight back in and scored the opener for Falkirk against Dumbarton. Got to say, it's good management then. Yeah. Oh, of course it is. I'm just obviously sticking up for our broth, broth and the fairy yeah, tale. That's it. Listen, Dick will not bother with that. He'll ah, understand that. He'll move on. He'll bring someone else in. On you go, son. But uh, it's good to see Falkirk starting to get some. Well, I fancy them to win this afternoon. I know they've off to a great start, but they're a decent club. I like. And you, Falkirk, uh, we'll yeah. get back to the old days at Brockville and the packed houses. It used to be fantastic. Yeah. Good club, well run. Alec Totten and people like that. So it'd be nice to see them climbing the leagues. He's even promised a big signing this week as well. That's what he was giving it at one yeah. of the breaks last week. And he'll be busy just now, so he won't hear me. Kenny, did he? he won't hear me spelling that secret. It's great. Oh. Um, Any clues? Yeah, plenty. Six foot But that's quite something, that Mark, isn't it? Anton Dowd's was chasing Premiership promotion, but they just paid club every right to do it. And he goes, yeah. and you can see why. So the new management team of you know, obviously Kenny Miller's involved have gone back in taken one look at him in training because he would have been training there of course because they're yeah, both yeah, part time yeah, yeah. and said well, we it's a fairly, fairly strange situation that you don't hear that often you wonder how the player felt about that yeah. you know going and 
proving himself a league up and, and having thoughts of maybe securing a yeah. long term deal there if they manage to gain promotion and yet he could find himself well he, he will find himself in League 1 next season by the looks of it again but Falkirk like the guys here a good club new management so it's probably about the longer term part for him Mark an old friend of mine who played for Celtic and Scotland used to say to me there are no friends in football no. only acquaintances yeah. So you go yeah. and you look after your own nest first of all. Yeah. Well, we we were uh, you're talking about Falkirk there. It's uh, I, I seen a picture going back the other day. Derek McWilliams, Peter Heatherston, Kenny mm. Brannigan, and they were all not a clear No, oh, what a wee crew that was. We Sammy McGovern. So were they down at Sokos? No, no, they were actually uh, <laughs> just, like the just, just outside uh, <laughs> behind the wall. I don't know if any of you know. Oh but yes, I, uh, I frequented that place quite often. Yeah. So no, but they're, they're a great club, and you're absolutely right about Brockville. The atmosphere at Brockville when it was kind of kind of getting towards the high end of the supporters, who were about five six thousand. The atmosphere was brilliant. The fact they're in that division, but do you know the great thing about the boy? You can back down a division. The teams above will know what he's already capable yeah. of, Mark. So going forward, if he if he plays well the second part of the season. The likelihood is he'll take the step up again. Oh, what about this for a tweet? You know, we've got a couple of mystery men that get in touch with the show. Black Arthur being one of them. Yes. He sends us all the stats for Beat the Pundit, and we've been digging a bit deeper. He was in touch the other night. We think we found out, Alex, that he lives in Arkansas. We think. Mm. He just appears every now and then and, and sends us all this great info. Um, the other one would be Curious Creatures, Mark, yeah. who, who writes the great I poetry like usually creatures. about you and the Dazzler. Yeah. Well, what about this? Got a soft spot for Queen's Park I'm thinking okay Where's this story going Because I spent a few years Gracing the National Stadium With the Spiders Like Wilson I was a marauding fullback And have happy memories Of Eddie Hunter Swearing at me For 90 minutes On a Saturday So Curious Creatures Not only has a way With the words He is a former Well I was going to say Professional He would have been amateur If he was at Queen's Park Not to split hairs But there we go Magnificent Yeah Eddie Hunter Hunter. You can talk about Dick Campbell Eddie Hunter oh. was the king of the sweary word. Would, so, if, uh, king. If, oh. if you had to, would, would he be the Scottish football's top all-time swearer? Oh yeah, yeah. Eddie was in a class of his own. Really? I mean, yeah. Gabriel said to, to us today that uh, when Dick Campbell was asked if a broth can win the championship, he said, "Shut up! I can guarantee you that's not." What Dick Campbell said Well luckily it actually was Because it was on Sky It was oh. it was, it was televised But you could see He wanted to say yeah. Something else But Eddie Eddie mm. uh, Prefixed words With swear words He suffixed <laughs> words With swear words He mm. put swear words Into the middle of words He was The undisputed King Of the sweary one Do you know who Genuinely I think Must be a contender For the crown But it makes it remarkable who? The man to my right. Oh yeah, yeah. Seriously, yeah. yeah, he's really good. Chance. How you have survived <laughs> on this show all these years is an absolute you do. miracle. It's an you absolute do. miracle. Producer Rodden, absolutely I do not know how you've managed it because, see, for yeah. what it's worth, fair play to you. I don't even mm. think you've really come close. I, I've never well, had once any. I did, and it was very recent. Any heart in the mouth moments for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> you are an absolute phenomenon. Yeah, no, d- a black belt, a was, world champion, a PhD. Yeah, I was. Uh, do all of the above. Honestly, I was in in the summer, and we were trying to um, recall a player. And but, you know, Andrew's very good at kind of his, his knowledge is decent. And ah, I'm saying, what's that player's name? And then about two minutes later, he, he said the name, and I went, "Yeah, that's plenty." Thank. Mm-hmm. Yep, goodness. And yep. Then, oh, I had to just drag the word back. Hugh, uh, 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 <laughs> how how it's never happened on air? I will never know. No, no. 
uh, funnily enough, I don't swear in tw- uh, Twitter either. Why don't you go and uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've got time to delete And no, backtrack no, no, People use uh, You know but I make, I make a, a point uh, of no doing it That's Alex the sort of thing the, He would say Alex is the kindest man alive And he, he runs me The three or four miles It's a It's a Record breaking stuff Between it's, it's Between here And Canny's uh, Roundabout It's record breaking anyway, stuff Anyway uh, Sorry to oh. Mr Swift Who had a, his Soft spot for Stenhouse Muir Albion Rovers are one up Max Wright In fact good to see That game goes ahead Because they did the old Twitter plea This morning Saying please People in the local area Grab oh. your shovel Grab your pitchfork yeah. And get down yeah. And Help us get the game on Wow And it's obviously worked And Falkirk that Kenny Miller knows his stuff. I love how I'm giving him all the credit as if he's the, he's the manager. Um, Falkirk 2, then Barton Nell, Callum Morrison doubling the advantage there. Alec, did you ever know players? I, I know you all know Alec Miller. He used to play for Rangers. Yes. I and, played and, with Alec. And, 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 yeah. Alec went out of his way not to swear. Yeah, he was the only player well, do you know one? in um, Scottish football that The director of football at uh, Ross County. Derek uh, Adams. D- Derek, uh, think me. Derek, Derek Adams. Adams. George, it was George. Oh. It was George. But Derek as well. Derek's is yeah. Yeah. Anyway uh, Right get some answers Into this teaser Please remind <laughs> us Of the question here Okay Since season uh, 2017 2018 Eight players Who were aged 36 or older At the time Scored In the Scottish Top flight Who are they Get your answers in Please Some. I can see Raymond <laughs> Taylor Has gone yeah. straight in With a few of the, the Correct Oh hold on uh, Hold get, on Ooh. Got one of these Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com Talk about the new manager bounce But which one is it? It is Air United oh. Wonder what Dick Campbell will have to say about that Air United won are both nil And it is an own goal So oh. one of their both players Has put into his own net It gives Lee Bullen a tremendous start to life As their manager It was Little who put the ball into his own net uh, And our both had had two yeah. decent chances as well Before that Ricky Little on goal Air United one up Good start Gordon You know mm. we're like 20 minutes in To that game uh, You know as a new manager You just want to settle down Gets the fans I know there's not a great deal there But the 500 will be delighted With that start And all of Gordon Diel's Former teams are doing well Airdrie Onions 2-0 up Against East Fife Could you actually Adam take any Frizzell, credit For Airdrie? Does he want no, no, no. Um, Right let's revisit that teaser Hugh just read us the question I wanted to do some wrong <laughs> Answers <laughs> I can see <laughs> Can Daz read you his wrong answer? No, no, it's no. not even a, a Let me see a player. No. No, 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 by the way, the rest are not bad. The rest are not bad at all. Sideshow giving it a good goal. Murray also giving it a good goal. I'll tell you what, it's a great standard. Colette has gone for David Healy. Oh, oh I remember th- David Healy. At Celtic. Oh, no, he was in Rangers. Rangers. Um, uh, I'm nah. thinking of Colin Healy. Uh, Charlie Adam. No, he's not oh, there. I Um. Okay, right, I think we've given you enough to work on uh, Also, uh, Colette wants to throw in Chris Boyd No, no, no Boyd right. Boyd is I'm not just there. looking at the, the Thistle game at the moment At least if uh, Wee Willie Collins is having a go at uh, the Hamilton manager 
Stuart Taylor. Taylor. Oh, yeah. he's just pointing the finger. Don't do that. <laughs> Run a long ways, you know. To, to go and have a he's a fat he, he can cover the ground. I watched him in the gym. He can cover the ground, Wally. Sounds creepy. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Uh, Stenhouse Muir have equalised, though. <laughs> so, Swift's boy will be happy. They've equalised straight away, Thomas Orr, uh, with the goal confirmation of that air uh, opener. Some people giving it to James <clears throat> Maxwell, a Ricky Little on goal, uh, as far as we can gather. Uh, Mackay's gone through Round the keeper for Inverness Couldn't get the shot away <laughs> uh, Let me read out some of your Responses On the, the old <clears throat> soft spot We were asking for This is for you Teams of the Premiership Which clubs Down the divisions Have you got a soft spot for And why Your team can't be playing at the moment So uh, Let's find out I mean Anne is on saying Fraserburgh So not strictly SPFL <sighs> wow. But that counts I think we'll take any suggestions When I lived there I could see and hear the ground from my flat and passed it nearly every day for three years so sometimes the geography mm-hmm. uh, will do that to you um, you'd pass everything twice a day in Fraserburgh wouldn't you? <laughs> you can just throw have you ever even been? no he's never See, been I absolutely knew it I can tell straight away where is no it way up towards Wick? that kind of way? certainly it's north of Aberdeen yeah. yeah, I think I've I, th- I think I played there with Area United remember Rangers played just a few seasons ago in the cup didn't yeah. they? oh no Tell I I covered that game. That was it. I knew I was up there for easy some to get those things mixed up. Yeah, and do you yeah. know what? I don't think you did. No, neither. Yeah, actually, I think I'm going back to my original. Story. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you ever met anyone whose memory? <laughs> but is I just so remember being scrambled. in Fraserburgh. The reason I don't think you did cover and some, well, I, no, I, did, I, I went to one of the. Someone can someone far can, out. Someone can correct me. Up that I way. think it was a nighttime game, I'm sure. Fraserburgh Rangers. It was yeah, only it was a few a... seasons ago. No, it certainly so wouldn't we would have been not nighttime. Have you up there. No, it was a Saturday afternoon. Did you have an eye patch on? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was where United, but I'm sure. certainly been there. There is every chance that <laughs> I'm a good story. Or flat, whatever. There is, there is every, there is every chance that I'm wrong. So we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. Hamilton nil, Partick nil. We're at the midway point of the first half. Yeah, and now uh, the goalkeepers had a save to make. No, it's, it's mm, been pretty poor, poor in front of goals. You can understand why both of them are really struggling at the moment. And saying that, 10 points out of the last 15 for the Ackies. You know, you've got to be delighted I'll with that. I think Partick are struggling. I think they're in a good position. Yeah, but I think they are. They had a couple of ropey results, you would have to say, and then think that they got themselves... Um, I don't think it's going to be the same scoreline as the last time. Hmm. Yeah, well, I have no, to say, I watched quite. that game and it was um, it was one-way traffic. Was it 6-1? Uh, it could actually have been a lot more. It was men against boys, but it's not. But that, that, that is the, that's life in the championship, isn't it? Because you mm. mentioned that, and I, I get what's driving that thought because they had disappointing results against Queen of the South and their both recently. But it's still one defeat in ten league games for Partick Thistle. So they're they're, they're there. ticking along nicely. They are ticking along. They've signed Robbie Crawford. Interesting reading. Interest apparently in Zach Rudden from St Johnson. Interesting to see if that was one that. Would yeah, get prized catch. away from from yeah. the Jags during the break. He would bring a, uh, something different. He's he, he's a goal scorer, Gordon, and uh, he would uh, give him a different uh, proposition. But they need they need bodies, uh, St. Johnson, particularly up front. You've got Stevie May, you've got Kane. Who is it? They do they not just sign someone through midweek as well. Uh, but they do need uh, reinforcements. Because Eighteen games to go, Ali. I mean, yeah. the, the clock is ticking. They're bottom hey. of the league. Did they sign goals? someone during the, the week. week? Who did they sign? Mark Wilson. Your man. Oh, Chief Chief. Oh, Chief Chief. We're getting the bet. Ah, so Zach Rodden, wouldn't he, playing yeah. for uh, Nadir no. Chief Chief? Yeah, no. Listen, we've got, we've got a, a wee side bit on here, Daz, that, that I believe Nadir 
Chiefs you will score over five goals. over five goals between now and the end of the season for St Johnson. Well, I was going to say ten. That would have been the, you, you, no, ten. no, no. Listen, no. What I'm saying is, I, if I'm putting a bet on him, I'm only betting less than ten. Fives. I think. I think he could get five. He'll take the penalties and all, won't he? No, no, it's me. Oh, he'll, so he'll, he'll score five. above five goals, but he, he think, five, he five, five he'll get Daz six, was that disillusioned, disillusioned with his time at Motherwell when CFC was there, but he was going through a bad time, you know, at Motherwell. He went through he'll a be bad back. time at Celtic. He'll be back, trust me. Yeah, please gamble responsibly. It's just yeah. a charity it's bet. It's, it's a charity bet. No, I think there's a lunch involved. It's a, so it's not, yes. I thought it was one of the t-shirts today, about a fiver's worth. Because <laughs> you two would go out for lunch together anyway, wouldn't you? So oh. as, close, as the close friends yeah, that you oh. are. Oh. Geez, never I stop. Have you not got a bet with Ewan Cameron as well? Can we please stop discussing your gambling history? Please gamble responsibly uh, Aki's are giving it a good go A couple of um, Efforts on goal And I think I might have just fallen For the old Gordon Deal trick I think that was probably a replay yeah, That last one Yeah it was That um, happened 10 minutes ago <laughs> I, I didn't He's saying that as if it's some sort of shame He does it on a weekly basis That's not the same as thinking a team's gone 2-0 up uh, When it's only 1-0 We're well, just so. hoping the Hallenaki's commentator Doesn't go off to the toilet <laughs> Yes <all>. absolutely <laughs> I remember that game uh, was it Rangers Livy? Yeah. Was, was it Rangers Livy? Or was it Rangers Ross County? Yeah. Yeah. And he's screaming, No, they're in a game. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. I told you it was the day for Gordon DL's former teammate. Wraith. Wraith. Former teams. It's Inverness nil. Wraith Rovers one. It's a long range drive from Ross. Opens the scoring up there. And uh, that will be much to the delight of John McGlynn, much to the frustration of Billy Dodds. Your old team are in front. I said they had only one goal in the last six games in all competitions. You can add to that stat. Ethan Ross, 24 minutes gone. Happy with that, Gordon? Oh, delighted. Um, I really like the way John McGlynn's went about his business up there, Gordon. Plays very attractive football, really does. Um, A good result today up there, and it's always a difficult place to go. I'm so glad that I'm not the manager and I think a lot of Wraith Rover supporters will agree on that. I could never get a result. The one place could never get a good result, Inverness. Used to lose at Inverness and always win at home against Inverness. As you just said that uh, John McGlynn plays a lovely brand of football and earlier on you say Dick Campbell has a particular way of playing. Is there a, is there a difference? Yeah, well, Dick plays more of a, a back-to-front type football. Um, what would we call it in the old days? The long ball game? Yeah. Um, that's the way it suits his players. This guy at Wraith Rovers yeah. plays from the goalkeeper out. And there's no right... It's it's what you've got at your disposal, Alec. Oh, if that right. suits your players, and it obviously suits Dick's players. I'll not, tell you not what, you, you can always rely on Scottish football for a nice bit of bitterness. You know, oh. I, I asked oh, for... Uh, it was a call to all fans of top flight teams... Who's your lower league team? Have you got a soft spot for anyone and why? You've all given us yours and some great stuff in there. I just love this from Paul Dooley who says, it's not really a soft spot. It's quite the opposite, to be honest. I would love to see Morton get relegated. Oh. There you go. Which is fine. <laughs> I don't mind a bit of honesty. I don't know why, though. Paul could maybe elaborate. Maybe, maybe he's a St Mirren fan. Uh, yeah, no, he's a Celtic fan. Maybe he just really dislikes George Bowie. And, oh. and yeah, so... Um, quite the opposite though from your taxi driver last night Hugh was oh. telling us he got picked up in the taxi last night taxi driver was from Afghanistan he's been here from, for seven years and he was a massive George Bowie fan yeah. he could not <laughs> stop was he? and um, and he asked Hugh 
Are you George Berry? Are you George Berry? <laughs> no. <laughs> How disappointing for George. I know. So, producer Callum, I heard you used to work on that wee show in the mornings as well. So, if you could pass that on to them, we need to get that out there on Monday. I assume this poor guy's not been fortunate enough to stumble across our show yet. He loves George Bowie and uh, he asked Hugh Keevens. Are you George? It's the worst case of mistaken identity yeah. in the history of Scottish football. Yeah, for George. <laughs> you imagine the disappointment at one of these clubs. I know. GBX night. <laughs> <laughs> you bang the deck for the cardion. And, and then I put on Tony Bennett. <laughs> Clear the place out. Oh, goodness. Uh, George will like that. He'll enjoy that. Billy Mackay has the ball in the back of the net for a quick fire yeah. equaliser. Offside. Oh, ruled out. Yeah, two yards offside, yeah. Correct decision. Uh, right, so they're not all as bitter as Paul, which is fine. I, don't, I really don't mind that. Ryan Szczynski has gone for Wraith because growing up he absolutely loved. It has loved No. Nonsense. Seven miles from where he lives, he says, attended numerous games over the years. I promised a friend if we drew them in the cup, I would sit in the away end with him. 2012, a 4 0 Celtic difficult night for me. What you do for your friends, he says. Uh, Andrew Albion Rovers, as a kid, my dad and granddad paying 50p for me to attend my first game. Oh, wow. Always oh, believed it was. Too much at Albion Rovers. Always believed it was at home against Falkirk, in which the Wee Rovers were hammered 7 2. The scoreline doesn't seem to exist, but I remember it. So there we go. I, I don't know. So was it Falkirk versus. Uh, I'll be over. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the last okay. game I reported on before I get married, which, as you all know, was 50 years ago, mm. was an Albion Rovers game. And their club was owned at that time by a man called Tommy Fagan. And they knew I was getting married the following week. So when the game ended, he took me up to the boardroom for a wee celebration prior to the wedding. That's what happens to you in the lower leagues. Isn't it funny how? This job and football does that to you Where you, you've got these really important life events But you yeah. just match it up to football games Yeah, You, yeah. you can easily yeah. do that there, There's something about um, St Mirren Rangers games Because that was the, the day I got married Were you, Did you manage St Mirren against Rangers? <laughs> I did do, yeah I think, it, yeah, I think you were uh, in charge two, two, What year was two, that going? Two, two, 2016 uh, uh, In Paisley, two each um, and also, and I've said this recently as well, that sort of famous night for St Mirren fans where they knocked Rangers out the cup just recently, that's when my daughter was born and I'd known nothing about that game. You know, uh, I, I've like heard about it and just I probably came on the show two days later and pretended I was all across it. I'm not a Scooby. I can tell you what was. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that's that's what it does to you. Uh, some good good ones coming in here, uh, I must admit. One, other one, one of those that does remind me though, right? Um, not quite wedding But the, the morning after I got engaged Hugh and I were working At Livingston Rangers I'm not sure if he knows this as such um, Obviously he doesn't drive Everyone knows that So I picked him up And the full way there The phone's going It's it's on you know Hands free or whatever And everyone's Oh I just wanted to say Congratulations And I'm going oh, you know, Thanks a lot Yep bro Yep see you later Next one oh, just, I heard the news Congratulations Hugh thought it was because they were con they were congratulating me because I was getting to work at a Rangers game alongside him. <laughs> Talk about your own self-importance. Wow. It's funny that you how you. I was just amazed. Yeah. I was you could get a phone call in a car. Yeah, yeah, these things are possible these days. If, if, if they pick a game, does it? Can I? I know it's. Oh, come on, you're asking. <laughs> no, this guy can't remember what he had for breakfast. <laughs> full full they, calendar they, year. They, exactly. <laughs> I, I get married on the Thursday and played against Airdrie Ibrooks on the Saturday. There you go. Oh, there we go. There That's good go. memory for you. Someone will tell me that that didn't happen. I probably but didn't, but uh, it sounded good at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I did play 
on the Saturday. I get married. I always remember I got married on the Thursday once. Uh, the other once. times were weekend <laughs> events. <laughs> the other ones were weekend <laughs> events. <laughs> I learned we my lesson quickly. This one is genuinely you and in, in, inspired. Um, Mark says Wraith Rovers. I watched them beat Celtic in the League Cup final back in '94, and I've had a soft spot for them ever since. Um, yeah, I got married in, uh, when Rangers won the treble. May 29, 1993. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was a quiet affair. <laughs> <laughs> I get married the day of an old film game. Is that right, Shog? Yeah. What was that allowed in? Got to try that one on. Uh, so the, the do you remember the result of uh, the game, Shog? I, I do. Wallace, Dalgleish, Rangers, oh, Nell, Celtic 2. I've heard enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Ryan Malone, Sterling Albion. I told you I was looking for the most obscure reasons Sterling Albion Because the guy that drives the bin motor I work on Is a coach there There you go That's right That's acceptable Supporting your work that, colleagues uh-huh. That ticks By the way there's a lot for Sterling Albion And I said that was mine as well There's a lot coming in Alex says Rangers fan um, Soft spot Watched them as a youngster at Anfield When players like we John Cahoon played for them What a player he was P.S. just back from the game Another poor performance He says <laughs> We John a Sterling yeah. Albion played at Anfield. Well, not, yeah, not Sterling Albion Anfield. Capolo, Capolo, Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. George Bowie will be doubly happy. Well, no, he won't be. He'll be. <laughs> it's a, a bittersweet day. He's been mistaken for you, and uh, but Morton have gone in front. Morton won them firmly. Nil. Dougie Emery will be happy. He's watched Gary Oliver put them in front with ten minutes to go until the break. And uh, oh. incidentally, Stranraer are also one up on Forfa. It's a vital game for both clubs, Morton bottom, Dunfermline second bottom. Uh, so for Doogie Emery, that's a terrific start. And for John Hughes, as I say, the, the bounce-back ability factor has uh, ceased to be for the time being. So he'll, he'll need to uh, get the finger out with, uh, what, 55 minutes to play. Dunfermline are a club that n- just never seem to get going. Again, no matter what they do, how many managers they go through, Stevie Crawford and then Peter Grant and you know John Hughes now, get the odd result here and there. But, I, I mean, for the size of club they are, yeah. the Resources. facilities they've got... Um, it's just never seemed to get going For Dougie Emery You know when he leaves Livy You think That's a tough yeah. job They've never been the same Since Leishman Leishman was Dunfermline Through yeah. and through He was yeah. absolutely brilliant there uh, <laughs> But they've got new uh, New owners Well yeah. Recently Surely yeah. Two wins in, If they lose today It's two wins in 23 It's an incredible <laughs> oh. <laughs> When you consider The resources you've got You're absolutely right It's a big club in it Daz You know Very the, good. the fan base And, and uh, infrastructure I, you, I played I played there with uh, Rangers Played there in derbies With Wraith Full houses Alec You know in the size of uh, Don't ask me the capacity But it's a decent enough stadium Decent enough club They had a great fan base mm. They've just They're, they're lacking something Just now yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Morton won them Firmland nil in that one It's been a bit quiet The big debut for Derek McInnes But Kelly R starting to turn the screw off the line twice A uh, bit of a mad scramble So trying to find the breakthrough before the break But at the moment uh, Queen of the South nil Kilmarnock won Which reminded me I had one in there Ah, and I've, I've just lost it I'll find the the gentleman Give him his shout out that he's due He says Queen of the South is his soft spot Purely because they've got a snazzy wee nickname The Dunhamers Someone needs to break the news to him That they've changed it to, to QOS, QOS. Yes, <laughs> yes. According to Mark catchy. Wilson yeah. um, but I have to be honest with you The dressing rooms at, uh, are oh, terrific You're terrible isn't you stand, it? Even the guy yeah, my yeah. size You stand up and you're hitting your uh, head off the ceiling 
at Palmerston. Oh, they're Horrific. terrible. They're, I like going. There. I know why Roger Hanna goes there. Because he's. I was going to say he's no, he's forgiven, no. isn't he, Roger? It's because do they still have that wee cafe? It's a tat. It's like it's, it's, no, it's, it's in this. It's like built that? into the stand. That's right. It's yeah. magnificent. So well, if you go down mm. there, you get sent down. You've had a, a decent wee journey down, mm. and you're straight in, bite yeah. to eat before you go up and. Mm. And yeah, I, I think that's, that's the last thing that Hannah needs is a cafe just now. He was sitting in his, <laughs> uh, he was sitting in his, he was sitting in his car at ten past one today in the car park doing his homework and research and very proud of him. I wish him all the best. Good journey down there as well. It's only an hour and a half, and the way back up in that dark, maybe two. So um, he'll have an exciting day. It's b- bold for a man who had crumbs down his shirt on Thursday night on the show, Mark Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. You should have seen this guy. He did do it. Because he'd, he'd put a bit of effort And he's obviously got the new sort of Knitted you know, Kind of polo, long sleeve Polo type effort for his um, For his Christmas um, And he did he, I thought he was Spread looking quite sharp But on closer and spe- Once I put my glasses on <laughs> I realised he had crumbs All down his front <laughs> Who bought you that? Who, who, sorry? Who bought you? I just buy my own stuff Alec Alright you know I was just curious <laughs> There's you know, no way I he buys his own stuff Because no, remember they reinvented themselves yes. At the start of the season yes. They started going for started like Slim chinos and, 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 and yeah, yeah. With the white I've trainers up, and things I've up, All a bit odd Since I went on Instagram I've upped my game a lot about it <laughs> 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 The only thing I would say is He's with Johnny Cash today The man in black <laughs> I think we I think We can get a professional Actually to, co- to come and assess the situation I think he might have an addiction to, not to no no to buy and stuff before you mm. before oh, you take that any further. Mm. Um, <laughs> how many pairs of active golf shoes? Because look, everyone's got sort of old ones that get locked away. How many pairs of golf shoes do you have that you, you currently wear? Eight. That is unhealthy for for me. I mean, I Strange. like my golf. As well. Well. It's like a spider. Right. Yeah, but I've got to. I've got. I've well, now got to have a, a, pairs, a, a pair for every anyway, outfit. Forget Two that. spiders. You've got to have a pair for every outfit. You can't just. No, listen, I, strange. I like my golf. I don't play as much as you. No, I but can't, I play I, a lot of golf. golf I, I don't care. Eight, eight, eight pairs of shoes is excessive. Boxing day, we were in here now. A few days before, he was telling me he'd just purchased another set of golf shoes. And Boxing Day, we were in here, and I'm just back from the the golf shop. On Boxing Day, what were you looking for? You paid a golf. That's shoes. what I'm saying. I do think that there is a, a genuine not to because we shouldn't. If it's no. if it's a serious issue, we shouldn't. We shouldn't make light of it. I think there is a, I think there is a slight addiction. I, I, That's my I, amateur diagnosis. I tend you. to agree. I am actually in the market for an. I was looking today to see. I, I need a blue be. pair to go with my blue trousers. <sighs> so it's but, just for but white coordination. But white shoes will go with that just fine. Yeah. You must have about four or five pairs yeah, of white yeah, ones. Got a few, so yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, honestly, but it's my hobby, Gordon. I don't. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Right, uh, that's uh, your hobby, right? Okay, yeah. uh, we've got another one of these. <laughs> Goal flashes. With AspireGlasgow.com Dougie Emery, the magic man It's working, Morton 2, Dunfermline nil. Cameron Blues on 40 minutes It's a great time to score your second goal That that really changes things Going into the break And Dunfermline struggling up against it They shouldn't be like this uh, You know Alec read out that stat, what is it, two wins in 23, Alec? Yes, that's correct, Shug. Uh This is not good enough, and it can't be good enough for the new owners either. Uh, they're in serious trouble, then, Fairman. Mm. Yeah, I'm just looking at that. Relegation then becomes a, a real... Uh, and you're never too big to go down, obviously. We've seen Thistle and Falkirk over the, over the United years. And yeah, well, so... You know, they just need to watch what they're doing. There are loads. Yeah. Um, 
Good for Doug Emery though Because you know A big job there Morton Bit aimless Do you know I, the I, season. I've got to applaud Doug Emery He had probably a good number At Livingston You could sit there Learn your trade Buy yourself a little bit of time But uh, Morton was always Got to be a difficult yeah. job Sitting yeah. at the bottom of that league You could get relegated You could get Do you think you learn your trade though When David Martindale does 105% of the work no, uh, Yeah I know that but you're <laughs> The guy does you're the maintenance in the stand Anytime, yeah. anytime we need to go and get the, the line checked He turns up he's, the, he's, He builds the press room There, are, there is no end to that man's thing, talents Yeah I totally agree But what I'm saying is You're at a Premier League club um, Probably on a half decent salary there um, Compared to Morton And you've got an opportunity to As go the manager of Morton yeah, nah, I, I, I don't think it, it would must be comparable. I think it would be mm. yes. Bear in mind, he's not, without a doubt, Livingston's not paying uh, fortunes. Even, he was a coach. Yeah. yeah oh, look, it doesn't matter how much. It's all about the You've love of the game. That's it, well, that, we that all is. played for the love yeah. of the game. Apart from Mark, he was a bit greedy. Look at the job that Kevin Thomas is doing at Kelty, and he was uh, in line for the Kilmarnock job uh, uh, prior to Derek McInnes getting it. Uh, I mean. It, Alec, what, what position did he hold at Rangers Academy? It was, was a B, yeah, yeah. Him and uh, I think it was young boy Gilmore, the both of them took, took the reserves effectively. But you, you, the one thing, should you see the difference between Dougie Emery and Kevin Thompson? Okay. Kevin Thompson's going into a football club that are paying fortunes for that level, yeah. which yeah. gives him a right good fighting mm. chance. And that's the reason why you have to commend Dougie Emery because he's gone to a club, stone bottom of the league, Struggling. probably yeah. not got a lot of money. Right, Hugh, let's finish this off. Okay. The first half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news and opinion online Since season 2017-18 Eight players Who were 36 or older At the time Have scored in our top flight They are Bruni Chris Burke Jermaine Defoe Lee Miller Stephen McLean Kenny Miller Bruno Alves And Gordon Greer How did you do in the studio? Done okay, yeah. There's not a chance you got Gordon Greer No, 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 no didn't never think so him, no, no. Uh, I'll tell you what lots of people did Michael Smith in third place Sideshow Bob in second And DJ the winner of the first half teaser Well done gents We've got one of these The Derek McInnes era But which way has it gone? Flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. It's gone to Kilmarnock. They are 1 0 up. A scramble after a Chris Burke corner off the post. Stokes was there, converted the rebound. And as it stands, Queen of the South nil Kilmarnock 1. I'll dust off that cliche again about it being a great time to score and particularly a great time for Derek McInnes. Yeah, he's, he's got to get Kilmarnock up. Everyone's looking at him, uh, his reputation as a manager. Uh, and the fact that they are by no means out of it where the promotion race is concerned. Five points behind at kickoff time today, but with a game in hand over our broth. So Derek McInnes knows in his deepest subconscious, he knows it's got to be done today, eh, this season rather. Yeah. And that today was important to him, and Chris Stokes has just done him a real favour, putting Kilmarnock one up. I was going to say they're very much in it when you look at results elsewhere yeah, just absolutely. now you know with a game in hand as well so important goal that to kick start his, his era at Kelly and uh, it's certainly shaping up to be an interesting afternoon at the top of that table so far yeah absolutely and listen I have to say this game's been picked game. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the wrong one today this one would give you conjunctivitis <laughs> now come on 
We are privileged to be able to stand and watch these games Let's talk it up I'm going to make you all find a positive In the first 44 minutes at Hamilton The strips are nice No, sarca- no sarcasm The grass is lovely <laughs> The Astros looking Tell you what last time uh, Here's a positive Both teams have not conceded a goal uh, So as a, yes. a clean sheet Def- Good defensive performance Thank you Yeah, yeah. Good you think this is bad? Last time I was at that stadium, it was to watch Wilson and Ray oh, in a charity no. match, freezing cold on a <laughs> Sunday night, refereed by Douglas Ross. It, was, it had all the makings of an absolute classic Sunday evening. Well, I'll tell you what, right yeah. after a show, after a six hour <laughs> marathon on Super Scoreboard. Yes, after I've got the winner's medal in the house. Come on at 2 0 down, Willow. You certainly did. Change the tide. It tells you everything that you were a sub to start with, so. I'm trying to help him, try help my colleague here. Yeah, uh, Airdrie 3 up on his 5 Dylan Easton who's enjoying a really good season He's been uh, key to a lot of what Airdrie are doing And they are going well 3-0 up This could be it This could you be the big through. moment Was that a penalty kick? No 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 no. Free just kick. outside the box No, You only get penalties in the box I can't that's, see for Gordon That's, that's outside okay the box for, See you's are in the right and left wing <laughs> I can't see through Gordon And when he doesn't get a haircut I literally can't see TV Game beef 1 Annan 2 Tommy Goss Putting right. Annan 2 1 up If this goes in 0-0 nil, nil, Here's the challenge David Freel has got to uh, Talk this yeah, game Yeah he has to That's what I'm saying You lot are in a privileged yeah. Position Morton three. Still oh. firm nil at half time. Oh. How did I miss yeah. that third goal? I don't. I don't think we going in. But yeah. anyway, yeah. too busy uh, seeing that free kick. The yeah. half time whistle has gone. Morton three nil up. That's That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, that, that, this cannot uh, continue because of goal flashes oh. with AspireGlasgow.com. <laughs> I told you the big free kick moment for Partick Thistle and it has counted for the Jags. Scott Tiffany from that free kick, Gordon, outside the box as we discussed. He's put Partick in front. So many teams scoring just before the break. Brilliant time to score. Hamilton nil, Partick Thistle won. It was a long delay as well. Willie Collum, as usual, Mm. uh, being... It's Very strict, um, making sure everyone's in the right position, and again and again, there was the step over. Then up came Tiffany, drilled oh it right-footed gosh. into the bottom the corner. Goalkeeper. Uh, the goalkeeper is well, he can't, in uh, no, I, 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 I going to always do this. I, t- I tell you every week, you lot act as if football's played in slow motion. You can criticise the goalkeeper. Credit has to go to the strike first. Has to. It's the goalkeeper's side, Gordon. I'll yeah. give credit, Gordon, Thank to the strike. At least do it first. At yeah. least do it first, and then we but, can talk about the goal. Because it's so close, it's hard to get that up and over the wall. I think he's taking the right Honest. option, obviously. Uh, he's put his laces through it. Okay, the goalkeeper <laughs> may have got done a bit quicker, but Shut give credit to Tiffany. <laughs> Don't bring me into this, I'm George Bowie. <laughs> Half time. Uh, it is half time There's that man again Anton Dowds Recalled by Falkirk He's got a double And they're 3-0 up uh, Against Dumbarton Right it is half time In that game David Friel got a goal Just before the interval Yeah Gordon Half time At the Foyce Stadium Hamilton 0 Partick 1 Hugh said there was going to be Suffering from conjunctivitis I think But Scott Tiffany's free kick Opener was definitely Easy on the eye We'd given it a big build up It was a real disappointment But then the Jags winger Struck just before half time Aki's without forwards, Josh Mullen, David Moyo haven't really done enough to trouble the Jags. They started well, Nico Burton had a shot saved inside two minutes, but they haven't really done that much in the final third. Thistle took a bit of time to settle, Zach Rudden finally got through after about 12 minutes, but his shot from an air angle was saved. Aki's became a bit brighter, Jamie Hamilton fired over from 22 yards, Mihai Papescu's header was also saved by Jamie Snedden. 
this will, I mean, in fairness to them, they did look like a team I haven't played for three weeks and are struggling to, to create, really. Kyle Turner playing out on the right because of Robbie Crawford's um, signing. He actually went amazing on and had a shot saved. That seemed to spark him a bit. Scott Tiffany, he started to show a bit of life. Good run, good run down the left, but his final ball was poor. But then came that controversy just before half-time. Free kick awarded to Patrick Thistle. Hamilton players weren't too happy. There was probably two Thistle players ran over it, but Scott Tiffany took it. Barry Ditton at the bottom corner. I agree with Alec. I think the goal might have done a bit better. Half-time, Hamilton nil, Patrick won. There we go then. That goal right on the stroke uh, means the half-time team talks are a bit different for Hamilton Ackies and Patrick Thistle. Respectively, how has the Derek McInnes era started, Roger Hanna? Queen of the South nil, Kilmarnock one, and I think the half-time team talk for Derek McInnes would also be different because just two minutes before the interval, his captain Chris Stokes came forward from the back and scored the first goal of the new era at Kilmarnock. It was no more than a deserve. Kelly being the better team in the first half, inside just two minutes, Stokes actually stepped up from the back, played the ball into the box to Scott Robinson. He laid it off, and his strike partner Ollie Shaw blasted high over the top, and he really should have hit the target. Rory McKenzie was off target from 20 yards after just seven minutes as Kelly looked for that early breakthrough but Queen of the South they looked resilient he also had forties forward with Rudy Payton fed captain Josh Todd after 11 minutes for a volley over at the angle of post and bar but Kelly was soon back on the front foot Chris Burke at a 20 yard and into the chest of goalkeeper Josh Ray midway through the half Todd again threatening briefly for Queen of the South but Kilmarnock really began to get ahead of steam in the last 15 minutes of the first half Queen's defender Ewan East twice off the line first from McKenzie after a great pass by Brandon Houndstrom and then from Chris Burke's deflected shot Scott Robinson he fired wide when again he should have tested Ray and just when you thought Kilmarnock Alex's pressure was not going to lead to a goal. They finally got that breakthrough in 43 minutes. Burke, one of four players recalled by McInnes this afternoon. He had a corner wide in the left. He fired it into the six-yard box. Ollie Shaw was first to get it. His effort came back off a post. I think it hit a defender as well. And then fell to Stokes, who bundled it over the line from close range. Makes McInnes' team talk a good bit easier. It looks as if it's all uphill for the host. So Queen of the South, nil. Kilmarnock, one. Okay, what about Dick Campbell's fairy tale in the Lee Bullen area at Somerset Park, Gabriel? Well, the Lee Bullen era has started fantastically here at Somerset Park. It's A United will 1 0 against Arbroath after the first 45 minutes. Now, uh, as we know at the moment, it's James Maxwell that's been given the goal, but I'm telling you, uh, if the goal adjudication panel are looking at this, it will go down as a Ricky Little own goal. Uh, on the 28th minute, there was a mix up at the back. Uh, goalkeeper Derek Gaston and his defence, not sure what was going on. And air wide man James Maxwell cutting in. He catalyzed on it and he had a shot. Now it was goal bound, it was on target, so that's why he's been given it. But Ricky uh, Little tried to stop it. He successfully uh, stopped it going in initially, but since he was running back towards his own goal just a few yards out, it did end up trickling in. And that was, of course, the key moment in the half. Uh, they could have doubled their advantage, the honest men. Gaston almost redeeming himself with a fingertip save. He was tipping it round the post at left back. Patrick Redding was through on goal. Fantastic chance. That was just a, a few minutes later as well. Arbroath and Dick Campbell, of course, won't be happy with this. They're unbeaten since mid-October. They are top of the table. Uh, they had the early pressure as well. Scott Stewart with a shot deflected over in the 10th minute. James Cregan volleying wide in the 13th. And Captain Thomas O'Brien taking a shot from distance early on as well. There was more pressure uh, in the last five minutes. They had a few corners. Michael McKenna as expected at the heart of everything. 
but they're going to be hearing uh, a few harsh words from Dick Campbell as Hugh uh, has let us know at halftime they don't want this unbeaten run to be over they want to stay top of the table but Lee Bullen and the 500 fans here at Somerset Park are desperate to hold on to this victory and three points halftime here uh, A United 1 Arbroath 0 Let's go north and speak to Dave Galloway who watched Inverness Wraith Rovers Inverness 0 Wraith 1 at halftime Wraith carved out the first chance as they settled quicker Williamson's shot was uh, charged down and from the loose ball Matthew's effort was saved by Ridgers Inverness hit back D set up Mackay with a, a lovely ball in he took the ball round McDonald but couldn't finish off the visitors took the lead in spectacular style after 24 minutes Ross thundered a 25 yard drive into the top corner a brilliant goal soon after Mackay netted from close range for the hosts but uh, the home fan celebrations were very short lived as the far side linesman raised his flag Wraith came very close to doubling their advantage with Matthews stinging low drive turned round the post at full stretch by Ridgers Rovers on top definitely and the Cali Thistle fans have been getting rather restless at times it's Inverness nil. Wraith 1 give you a full round up of the half time scores coming next the fastest goals the expert opinions this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Halftime scores from the Scottish Championship Air United 1 are both nil. Hamilton Ackies 0 Partick Thistle 1 Inverness 0 Wraith Rovers 1 Morton 3 Dunfermline 0 And Queen of the South 0 Kilmarnock 1 In Scottish League 1 Airdrionians 3 East Fife 0 Clyde 0 Cove Rangers 0 Falkirk 3 Dumbarton 0 Montrose 0 Alloa 1 uh, Queen's Park Peterhead was postponed In Scottish League 2 There's a full time result Stirling Albion 0 Kelty Hearts 3 Albion Rovers 1 Stenhouse Muir 1 Cowdenbeath 1 Annan 2 4 for 1 Stranraer 1 uh, It is the FA Cup of course Down south I'll give you some selected results I won't run through each and every one of them Maybe pick out some of the, the top flight teams Alex Ray was kicking every ball Millwall 1 Crystal Palace 2 uh, that's a full-time result at half-time. Leicester 2, Watford 1, Newcastle 0, Cambridge 0, Port Vale 0, Brentford 1, West Brom 0, Brighton 0, that one's for you Hugh Keevans, Wigan 0, Blackburn 0, uh, and the rest are to come later, including Hull Everton. Will we see a debut for a certain recent signing from Rangers? That is the, that's the serious bit of the show. That's when I just go like robotic, go through the results, yeah. try and do a professional job, Describes what what is he disgusting. doing? Well, what he basically did is he's he's got a custard cream and he's he's taking off the the, the lid, the, the lid and, cream. and he's licking he's the, the, the custard cream. in the middle. It's I've never seen that like in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's making me sick. <laughs> Go stop doing that. I'm not having a biscuit. They're ten likes. <laughs> Well, you definitely the, the are Because I can see it, out the corner of my eye I think anyone was watching him <laughs> And me and I looked I'm going <laughs> oh It was that action oh, I didn't I like I never want to see that again Right the second half is coming up next 